This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Bradley James, we continue the conversation of the Liberator and get into what keeps him moving forward and his personal thoughts on life um, professionally. So I really do hope you enjoy this part two and keep on keeping on. So logistically here with the weaponry, is there, uh, were they firing blanks at all or was that all superimposed? We went to a, so the answer, the quick answer is uh, it's all superimposed. Wow. Okay. We, I talk about the sensory realizations that you have to have. Myself, uh, uh, Martin Sensmeyer and Jose Miguel Vasquez, we arrived in Poland um, for, a, for sort of prep before we got to shooting. Mm. And on the very first day we arrived, they took us to the makeup room. You're wondering what, how this leads on to firing guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they took us to the makeup room because they wanted to do um, uh, a makeup test. It's a very specific type of makeup they, they sort of use. Um, and they were trying something out, and they went, they went heavy on us that day because it was just a test day. They were just playing around. Mm. And this makeup is impossible to take off. I mean, I'm not wearing it now, so obviously it does come off eventually, but... Um, <laughs> It is hard to get this makeup off. And they had really outdone themselves on this particular day. And we did this makeup test. We tried to wash it off. Of course, you know, we, you know, we didn't have much success with that. We looked like off-duty drag queens by the time we got out of the makeup room. We were then put in a car and taken to a firing range. And we arrive and there are these burly sort of eastern eastern european guys all with like assault rifles and all this weaponry and we're there still caked in makeup and we've turned up to fire some of these weapons <laughs> i don't know what was going through these guys minds as they saw us get out of this car anyway they were very welcoming they were very helpful uh, they stood very close by whenever any of us had a weapon in our hands uh, to, to make sure that none of us turned out to be the nutcases that we look like with this makeup on our face. Um, but uh, we had a good bit of training with the various weapons that we were going to be using. And, of course, to bring it back to your original question, I just dragged you on this long story with, um, of course, so much of that is is the effect it has on your arms, on your, on your physicality, on your body, the reverb, the, the sound, all that stuff. You have to have that sensory realization to be able to bring onto a set so that even though nothing is happening, you're having that sort of jolt that, that goes through your body. Cause you have a, um, a recollection of it and you can, you can imprint that on, on those, on those movements. And then of course, Trioscope com comes along and, and does the rest so wow uh thankfully it was all part of um trioscope studios and the guys at netflix and a and e as well they they looked after us in terms of like anything we needed any questions we had any areas that needed attention they were on it and we couldn't have been more supported by them well this is fantastic this is absolutely fantastic uh the liberator on netflix watch it now how do you feel about it um I, we spent quite a while in post-production. I, I was given, uh, again, this, this collaborative 
aspect of working with uh, the guys at Trioscope. They've been fantastic on that front. Mm. And they've kept me in the loop throughout the whole thing. And I was able to watch the show before it had been Trioscoped, as it were. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like watching a play. But I came away um, sort of, well, emotional. I, I, I was so proud to be involved in something like that. And I thought, wow, if I'm having this uh, reaction to it without the Trioscope, imagine what it's going to be like after they put the bells and whistles on of, uh, of Trioscope. Yeah. And um, when, I, when I then watched the episodes, um, I think the best way I was probably describing it to people is even if nobody ends up watching this, I'm so happy that it was me who got to play this part because, um, you know, the, the emotional payback I've received from it has, has just been immeasurable. Um, so there you have it. I, I couldn't be happier with, with how it's gone. Yeah. That feeling you had when you saw the script for the first time and it was that intuitional, you didn't use that word, but it was, uh, you know, that, that understanding that like, ah, this, I have to really, this might be the thing. How often has that happened to you? How often do you? Well, feel I'm not as I'm not as dexterous as you as you with words. You found the perfect word uh, <laughs> that instinctual reaction. Um, as I say, I think there's been three parts where that's come about. I've I, I played a role um, called Damien in a show called Damien, and I I had that my my agent. Funnily enough, I was working on something at the time, and I, and I was on set, and my agent kind of. Uh, put a few things for me to uh, forward for me to read and I was busy uh filming so I, I was working as it were and she nudged Damien um gave me a nudge on that one to to pick that up and read it and as soon as I picked that one up I understood why uh. and again had that sort of connection I'm kind of pointing to sort of around my solar plexus there yeah um and uh and and King Arthur was was the other one. I I fully understood why I was taken aside one day and said we've got you in mind for this part. And I I read it and I went yeah I I know why you've got me in mind for this part. Um, I you know there were lots of chunks of that part where I was that part. So uh, that Damien I mean Damien was the Antichrist. I don't think I necessarily read that and and went yeah I can see why you'd want me to be the Antichrist. Um, <laughs> My mum had full comprehension of that. She wasn't surprised at all when I told her <laughs> I was going to be playing. And, and the, the, the joke there is that people think I'm joking when I went to my mum. Yeah, playing the Antichrist. She said, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's when, so you. At last, <laughs> at last someone has realized. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, Felix Sparks, uh, not that I would say I'm, I, but by no means am I uh, equating myself to him or his deeds or his character, but uh, I certainly have um, an ability to appreciate and and, and relate to it and, and um, at, at the very least uh, portray it um, out of admiration for him. So those those are the three. Has it gotten stronger, that the solar plexus feeling of... Um, I I'm not I'm not sure if it could have got stronger from the off. It's okay. been consistent. Great. No, I'm always interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I, as I say, it helps that I was so happy with with the end result, and it helps that I've worked. Here's the other thing, Clayton. This 
doesn't always happen. Um, but we had a we had a a launch party. It had to be over Zoom, of course. Um, not just because of you know COVID and what have you, but because there were people involved from about twenty different cities, at least, and there was a plus a hundred plus people on this on this Zoom, and I was looking all these faces. I don't know if you get this, but when you see someone's face, in fact, this isn't going to be for your listeners, but I'm going to actually show you something sure. that I have in my in my house. This is uh, this is what my mum's my mum calls Rogue's Corner. Oh my goodness! So, so that faces. is a shot of fr- yeah, friends and relatives who have been round to my house, and they go and stand in front of uh, John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and I take a I take a shot of them, and then this shot ends up in Rogue's Corner. And one of the things that it does is seeing those faces, like they it evokes uh, certain responses and emotions that you have when you um you know from we're we're almost like dogs are trained in a similar way you know dogs have a sense of smell where they they meet another dog and they know if it's friend or foe from previous experiences we have it visually quite a lot of the time where we have that response and i in the same way that when i see you know faces on that wall and they evoke kind of like you know warm feelings i had this this zoom wall of 100 odd people and each one of them, I was suddenly just getting hit with this, with this burst of positive emotion from having had such a good experience, either working with them, um, talking with them on set, whatever it was, or or maybe it was somebody who I hadn't seen and I was aware of what they had done behind the scenes, or uh, or they were in a scene that I wasn't in, mm. and um, the the sad bit about it was it is it was a it was a goodbye you know it's called a launch party but it was a goodbye right and i just i i will get back to the point that i was actually making and that is the people who i got to work with on this um were an incredible bunch and it it bleeds down from the top and the people at trioscope studios elsie crowley greg yonkaisis the director and then jeb stewart um they're their attitude, their positivity, their energy, that bleeds down. And I've been on sets where the wrong energy has bled down. And you can can see it. You can see it in the guy. You can see it in the guy who's at the car, who's who's lifting the barrier at the, you know, in the parking lot. You can see it in, in the security guy at the front desk. You know almost instantly what sort of vibe you're going to get from the top when you get onto set and you start seeing these characters because it all bleeds down. It does. And uh, on this, on, on, on The Liberator, I, I have to say the people at the top were fantastic characters. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It makes it for so much more, makes so much more enjoyable. <laughs> I'm sorry for I'm sorry for having to take you on a tour of my house to explain that story. But oh no, uh, I love I it. I got there in the end. I love it. No, thank you, thank you. I know. I wish I wish I was showing the video so people could actually see what that was. It was literally a wall of photos, and it's yeah, it's great. So thank you for showing me. I know, or I think I know that you're also a part of a podcast yourself. I I am. I am part of a podcast. I've had to, for obvious reasons, the last uh, few weeks have been very busy and it's um, put the brakes on this podcast, but it is called, are you having a draft? It is a fantasy football league. This is English football 
that came about because me and my friends who had been doing this league for years, whilst I was filming The Liberator, a uh, producer and podcast found out about this fantasy football league. We do it our own way. We, um, in America, you know, fantasy football leagues are a commonplace. Yeah. Not so much in England. They're, okay. they're, they do them a different way. But we have a draft. Everyone comes around to my house on, you know, draft. We all pick our players individually and, you know, then say how good our teams are before realizing how how <laughs> terrible they actually are. That's certainly in my case. We play for a ridiculous... I'm going to show you again around the house. Yeah, we, play for a, we play for a trophy that looks like it belongs to a Alabama high school cheerleader. Um, <laughs> oh, it's an actual which, trophy. <laughs> which is an actual trophy. That's like, for people uh, listening, that's a like a two-tier trophy. It's it's solid three, <laughs> three and a half, four feet. <laughs> There's, uh, we have something which isn't as common in America called the wooden spoon. If you finish bottom... Yeah. You you come away with a wooden spoon award, <laughs> and ours is like a like an like a seven foot oar that somebody <laughs> has to take. They have to take it on public transport back to their house. The spoon of shame. <laughs> and then if you finish in the bottom three of the league, you have to cater for the next draft day and cook and prepare food for everybody the next the following year. Um, sorry, as as ever, I digress. We were filming the the Liberator. A producer heard about this league that we've been doing for years and he got a message through to me asking if I if I fancied doing a podcast about it. And I thought that's nuts. Um, and then we had this two uh, month hiatus from filming The Liberator and I was back in London. We recorded some stuff to see if we could make it work and we went, yeah, let's give this a go. So are you having a draft? It's uh, it's due another episode very soon. It's fantastic. Once um, the Liberator sort of uh, movement uh, calms down a bit, we will be able to get another episode out there. I know I saw it on Instagram, but I'm, I'm sure you can listen to it on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all those. So check it Indeed. out. Well, I assume you can. The, the technical <laughs> side is not, it's definitely like, not mine. I just talk. They record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, uh, I think I heard that you have done some writing during uh, the the global pandemic, or pre. Uh, that is that is true, Clayton. That is true. I'm as surprised as you are, sir. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I uh, found myself in a conversation where I was being um, asked to. I was being considered considered for a for a role, and asked to you know, sort of share my ideas about that role. And um, a Zoom later, um, the person in question went, my word, let alone playing the role, you should be writing this. Um, I assumed they were joking. Um, <laughs> it, it turns out, uh, it turns out they were not. And so we co-wrote this, um, we co-wrote a script, which uh, seems to have been, uh, not, I don't think, I don't know what the terminology is because I'm so new to this world. It's been bought. I don't think it's been picked up to be made. Optioned. But optioned. Op they, optioned is, thank you. I'm, is a term over I, here. I feel, I <laughs> right. No, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take your terminology, Clayton, because I'm new to this world. Sure, sure. Um, and again, I, I find myself doing, uh, you know, the bits that uh, seemingly have, um, are in my wheelhouse. So uh, that is one thing that is, 
I suppose bubbling under the surface, I guess, is maybe a, a you know metaphor for it. And then um, I find myself involved in a uh, writing a feature script at the moment. Again, I'll say this: it's not just me. It is a a co-writing operation because if it was just me, um, everything would fall apart. So thankfully, <laughs> I've I've got some guidance at this stage. That's so exciting. It's like all aspects of it. It's that's really it's really exciting. And I should have asked this question at the beginning of our conversation. Mm. Have you had any thought or have you done and I just haven't found it in my research. Have you had any thought about live theater or has it just been a TV and film thing for you? It's just kind of where life is taken. I've had many thoughts about live theater, Clayton. I would jump on the boards in a heartbeat. Um, I've had there's funny enough three is the magic number i've had three occasions where it looked like i was about to do a play I, the short version of this is i have not done a play since drama school hmm. there's been three occasions where i've been lined up to do a play and then roles have come along on screen that i couldn't uh, turn down hmm. and then i haven't been able to do them now in england um theater can be quite a tough nut to crack uh, so, uh, and if you're not kind of, you know, out there for a consistent amount of time, um, which I haven't been able to be, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, which I'm pleased for, I've been doing a lot of traveling, but it's made doing theater, um, pretty tricky. But if the opportunity presents itself, I will be, I will be on a stage. Okay. Whether it be worth watching or not is a different story, but I will be on a stage. <laughs> As we as we um, wrap up here, uh, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, you're a positive guy, and I'm curious: are there any changes you've made that have increased your positivity or decreased your negativity? That's a great question, uh, Clayton. That's a really good question. Um, I think I'm not sure if this was a, a specific instant moment, but I think over time there has been. Um, a way of uh, changing my uh, perception of things or the narrative uh, of things that have perhaps happened in my life that maybe, um, maybe when I was younger, maybe when I was a kid or as I growing up, still like learning a lot about myself, I would um, maybe, I don't want to, I don't want to use the term sort of like victim mentality, but, but certainly there's a, an idea of, you know, when you're younger and you're still figuring things out and you're getting frustrated, you, you can kind of take the negative viewpoint on a lot of things. And I think what I've learned to do as I've got older is to um, try and take as positive a narrative away from things as possible. Mm. Um, or, I, I don't always succeed at that, but um, there's there's probably a couple aspects to that. Um, one is I, again, I don't always achieve this, but I think uh, working towards generosity, being generous, I think makes you um, less focused on yourself um, and can bring out a lot of positivity in you again i, I don't i'm not labeling myself as a generous person but i i'm <laughs> I, I am someone who tries to work for moments of generosity i would it's say a, it's a practice <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a practice <laughs> sure, sure. um uh, so i think that 
I think that helps. And I, I think I was giving it um, advice uh, very early on um, about the idea that everyone's favorite subject is themselves, which sounds, again, you can take that and, and hear it and sort of it be quite negative. But it's actually, if you actually think about it, it's actually quite freeing. Because mm. I think when you're younger, you spend a lot of your time worried about what other people are thinking about you. And that can be quite inhibiting and that can create a lot of blocks in your life. I think actually when you break it down, people aren't as worried about, you know, people aren't as focused on you as you might worry that they are. And in that freedom that that idea then um, provides, you can express yourself more, you can expand more, you can, um, you know, you can, you can take away those inhibitions that come with those sort of, uh, that sort of idea. So I think whilst trying to, um, whilst trying to summarize this waffle that I've just given you about positivity, I've, I feel like, uh, there is, a, a an attempt that I make on a regular basis to try and work for generosity. And, and I and I do stress that I don't always achieve it, and I'm aware of it. Mm. But I that doesn't stop me trying to to go for it. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that I'm not painting myself as a um, altruistic, you know, like completely altruistic soul, because that's not that's not the case. Um, I think you yourself benefit when you are when you have those moments where you are looking to be part of a team, be, you know, work together with people or just, just do something for somebody else. It's not altruism. You are benefiting it, benefiting from that yourself. Mm. That's great. Did that make any sense? That, yes, that, it, did. Uh, it did. Did we get out the other side of that no, together? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, coming out. we're coming out. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> that made sense. That made sense to me. And I'm sure it made sense to people listening. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking this time to sit down, chat with me about all of it, you know. Clayton, this is one of, this is, this is a, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up your backside here, but <laughs> this has been a fantastic interview. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so I much. Don't, you don't usually find yourself on the receiving end of uh, questions that you enjoy finding the answers for in, in this manner. So I, I want to thank you for this, Clayton. This it's, is, uh, you know, before I, I realize this is now everybody patting each other on the back, but thank you, sir. <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a fantastic platform podcasting. Cause we can sit down for an hour and I don't have to make five minute sound bites about, you know, who'd you date last? What's your favorite color? Where are you going for dinner? Who do you party with? You know, whatever it's, this is much, this is something people can learn from. So I love well, that. Especially considering the answers to all those questions are so devastatingly dull. Um, <laughs> the color is black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 last question. Uh, metaphorically speaking, if you yeah. could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, it can be a short story, it can be a quote, it can be an advertisement. Does anything come to mind for Bradley James? The only reason, it's funny you ask that this now. Well, is it funny? I'm sure I would have had some some sort of um some sort of relative moment to happen um i tweeted something yesterday and that's why it's on my mind I'm, i wonder if i would still be thinking this in in a few weeks time but it because i i this came out in a tweet yesterday somebody 
wrote me uh, wrote to me well wrote a tweet. <laughs> How grandiose did I make it sound? They wrote to me. They they adorned <laughs> parchment and quill and wrote me. Um, they sent a tweet in my direction, yeah. and it said something. It was kind of commenting on the idea of the idea that last week when the show was premiered, the idea of that being a high, and they said, you know, what does this week suck because it's no longer that that sort of week of uh, you know, glitter, as it were, all the glitters, sort of a week that it was. And of course, this week, you know, every time you, you launch a show, you know, the week after is, of course, a little bit slower, a little less kind of like energetic and frenetic. Sure. And I responded with um, these four lines from a poem, which is very well known in, in England. Um, so I don't, I, I'm certainly not a poetry buff, but it is a wonderful poem. And it's Rudyard Kipling's If. Um, and uh, specifically, the lines were, if you can uh, meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. I've horrendously paraphrased that. Um, but I think that poem, every time I read that poem, it just puts me on a level. Um, whether I'm, you know, too high or too low, that poem is is a very good leveler, mm. um, and uh, I would I would encourage people to read Rudyard Kipling's if if they have not yet um, read it, um, because perhaps it would have the same effect. And I think if you put it on a billboard, provided you didn't do it where there were, uh, you know cars driving because it would take them too long to write uh, to to read it it might cause traffic accidents uh, if you could put it somewhere where people could you know take a moment to stop and read it um i dare say it might have a similar effect so that's probably what i would i would put up there that's fantastic bradley this has been a fantastic conversation thank you so much uh is there anything else you want to add before we end the recording <laughs> I tell you what, Clayton, you really managed to get people feeling good about themselves. I've got to say that. Hey, uh, is, does everybody get this? I'm asking anyone who's had an interview with with Clayton here if they if they get this same this same buzz because uh, I was going to go and get a coffee. I don't even need it anymore. I am <laughs> I'm going to be coffee free for the rest of the day. Um, no, sir, I have nothing to add. I I appreciate I appreciate your time very much, and I appreciate even more for the feeling that you've left me with. And um, I'm I'm thrilled that you've. Uh, um, you know, started uh, started the show, and I I hope we we um, we do you proud for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's what like you said about the making you feel good. I have heard that people feel they should pay me for being their therapist. It's a good therapy session. <laughs> that's a that's one I've heard uh, regularly as well. So hey, you know what? As long as we're all feeling good, I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. It's great. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Um, all the links to everything, including that poem, they'll all be in the in the bio of this of this conversation. So I appreciate it. I hope people don't start giving me credit for that poem because they are, they're words that I could never dream of coming up with. Uh, they, yeah. they are just ones I take inspiration from. Please, I, I did have a few responses as though, wow, Bradley, you're so poetic. That was not me. I did, I did not write if. My word, if I did, but no, I did not. Uh -huh. um, but thank you, Clayton. I appreciate your time. I really do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bradley James. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. 
You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 